This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Wesley Euler with you here on the Blitz. Got our buddy Adam Crowley riding shotgun today. Arthur Motes with a scheduled day off, a uh, a load management day, as, as the crowd man put it, for Arthur Motes. So you got myself and Adam Crowley. You know how to get involved with the show. Plenty to discuss. And... Adam, the Steelers already had a lot of tough personnel decisions to make this uh, offseason, this summer, even before Marquise Pouncey uh, decided to retire. As it stands here today, Adam, um, if you were Kevin Colbert, which, again, you would be for 80K. 80K, too. Uh, in your mind, right now, as we stand uh, a couple months away from the NFL draft, about a month away from the league calendar turning over and free agency beginning um, the second or third week in March. When it comes to roster priority number one, what would be your call? Well, I would want to do everything that I can to keep the defense as a strength of this team. Hmm. And you're going to lose Bud Dupree in all likelihood. Um, I think that's probably a fait accompli. But I would take a shot at him. Uh, I think that losing Marquise Pouncey can help in that regard. I think if Ben Roethlisberger were to take some sort of Drew Brees-esque pay cut, if that's possible, it could help in that regard. Short of that, though... Uh, I, I think it's important, again, to keep that defense solidified. So y you might have to lose a Joe Hayden, but if you do, I, I'd hope that you could lose mm. Hayden and keep Sutton and Hilton, right? If you could cut, unfortunately, Joe Hayden as a, as a cap casualty, and then if you could keep the other two corners, that way you've still got some depth there. Cam Sutton becomes your starter on the outside, or you have him at least in a competition um, with what's his face from Michigan Justin State, Justin Lane. Justin Lane, thank you. Uh, I, I think then that you could still be strong on the back end, and that's a concern for me because I expect the pass rush to take a little bit of a step back. Although I think Alex Highsmith's a really good player, uh, I think you want to have you can't lose both those guys, and then still maybe potentially have to cut Hayden, too. And I, I do think that there's a scenario where that might have to happen. Yeah, it's – hey, when you're a team with a franchise quarterback, right, in the National Football League, when you've got a guy who is is on a, you know, a franchise quarterback-type contract – so I'm not talking a, you know, a guy who's still on his rookie deal. No, I'm not talking like a Josh Allen situation, right? Um, I'm talking Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers – uh, what Patrick Mahomes is going to be here soon, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, right? The, the quarterbacks that are uh, clear franchise guys that are past their rookie deals, that are that are making significant cap hits. You've got you've got tough decisions to make every offseason in that regard when you're paying your quarterback big money in a salary cap league, but even more so in this offseason, man, where you know at best the salary cap is going to plateau. I we're still waiting for that official number. I, I don't think it's going to plummet like some have predicted it's certainly not going to rise I think it'll probably just plateau and they'll find some ways to artificially 
keep it there for another year or two until they can uh, get the revenues going full tilt once again. But you're right. I there There is a lot to consider in terms of guys like Joe Hayden. Now, you did get some cap relief, right? Vance McDonald retired earlier in the offseason. You get Marquise Pouncey as well, too. But it's it, there is a lot to juggle, certainly on the defense. I like where you went with that in terms of keeping the defense together, talking about Sutton and Hilton in the secondary, uh, talking about what Bud Dupree means as a pass rusher. I think, though, Adam, if I was Kevin Colbert, which I would do for a little bit more than 80K, eh, maybe like six, sure. maybe like 100K, you know, just six figures. Hey, you've always liked your nice things. I understand. I mean, you know, I just uh, I want to I eat at the, the nice place on the nice side of town. You know what I'm saying? Um, I do. I just want to be able to say I have a six-figure salary, honestly. I mean, that's what this is all about. Forget seven figures. I'll do it for six. That's not what they're paying you now to sit here and deal with moats every day? I'm pretty close. Um, man, I... I want to prioritize the offensive line. It, getting it <laughs> getting it ready for just I don't want to say the next quarterback, but just getting the offensive line ready for this upcoming era, for this upcoming decade, right? Like Matt Filer to me is such an interesting case because he's so versatile. Like what do they think they want to do with Matt Filer. Do you move him back to right tackle? And you talked about, you mentioned Zach Banner a little bit earlier. Uh, I think you and I both have high hopes for that guy. And he's most likely going to be cost effective being a restricted free agent and coming off the, I mean, what? He played two, three quarters of football this season. That's it with the knee injury. To me, I agree. I would like to keep the defense together. But I think maybe I'm being hyperbolic with this, and you could tell me if I – it's like the third time I've told you, Adam, you could tell me if I'm wrong. You can tell me if I'm being hyperbolic. I, you you got to be able to win in the trenches, man. And, and I, hey, we could, we could easily argue that the, the, there's just a big of a reason that the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl is because of their defense and because of that pass rush right there in lockstep with their offensive line. But to me, Adam, the Steelers have always now, for what, four, four straight seasons have led the NFL, and they have done that at times with Vince Williams and Mike Hilton being you know, at the forefront of the sack list. I feel like schematically they're always going to find ways to get after the quarterback and be effective on defense, particularly as long as they have Hayward and Tua up front. They have T.J. Watt in his prime or maybe still able to go to uh, you know, another half step, another step forward. They've got Minka Fitzpatrick in that same window as well too. To me, I think the priority would be to start to rebuild that offensive line. What are the decisions that you make with Matt Filer? Is Alejandro Villanueva, is it thank you very much for your time here? It's been great, but but now we're going to go in a different direction. What does that mean for Zach Banner? What does that mean uh, for Chooks for? What does that mean for your priority, you know, in terms of pecking order when the draft comes around? I agree with you that the defense is certainly a high priority and getting them back to that level that we saw before Devin Bush went down in the Browns games and things started to kind of slowly go on the downtick and then really uh, be noticeably not as dominant when Bud Dupree was lost in the Bengals game. To me, I, I mean, I didn't even mention Devin Bush originally in that spiel, along with TJ Watt and Minka and some of the young guys you have to build around with the veteran nature of Cam and Tuit and guys like that. To me, number one priority for me this offseason would be to start to rebuild that offensive line because that helps you this year, right, in the interim, uh, most likely with, we think, Ben Roethlisberger uh, trying to get back to the postseason and trying to win a playoff game or two or go on a little bit of a run. And then it helps the next guy. 
You know, whether it's whether it's Mason Rudolph, whether it's Dwayne Haskins, whether it's I don't know, one of these Trey Lance or Kyle Trask that Steelers fans, Mac Jones, like to talk about now, or whether it's somebody that we're infatuated with this time next year. I just feel like you have to start retooling that offensive line sooner rather than later, and it'll help you in the interim, and it'll help you in the long term. Yeah, sure. I mean, they need to do that. I'm not all that enthralled with an offensive line of Chooks and Banner at the tackles, Dotson at left guard, Finney at center, or Hassenauer, right, if they don't go out and get my guy uh, and DeCastro at right guard. Uh, David DeCastro seemed like he was going through stuff this year. So hopefully he is due for a bounce-back season, but he wasn't himself. And if that's your offensive line coming into the season, you're looking at a lot of youth. Yeah. And then a guy in David DeCastro who is on the tail end of his career then if he's not going to turn things around. So, yeah, of course, the offensive line needs to be totally revamped. My question is, can you do it in time to have them be good this year? Hmm. And I think the answer to that is is probably no. Villanueva, I wouldn't bring him back. I doubt that they will. I think he could probably make money somewhere, somewhere else if he wants to, or he could retire because uh, we know he's got a life after football that's going to bring a lot of promising things. Um, to me, there's, a, there's an awful lot of question mark on that line. So, yeah, you're right. You need to take care of that. This is not going to be a one-year overhaul, though. Um, this is going to be a couple of years, much like it was yeah. when they drafted Pouncey, when they drafted DeCastro, and then you had guys like Villanueva and Calvin Beecham fight and, and get those left tackle jobs uh, really coming out of nowhere. You had Marcus Gilbert. It took time. It's going to take some time. They're not going to all of a sudden this year we're going to turn on the TV uh, and watch their first game September 10th, whatever it is, and say, <laughs> oh, this Steelers offensive line is good. Now, can it be better than last year? I don't think that's a high hurdle, but is it going to be good? I don't think just yet. I think it's going to take a couple years. So, Crowley, GM hat for you again here. Similar question, but now as it relates to the NFL draft. What would you prioritize in the NFL draft? Uh, I think mainly the first two selections, right? Pick 24, pick 55, um, would you consider trading up? Would you consider trading down? What would you prioritize? And I'm sure you've read this too, along with that, maybe second part of this is, do you agree with a lot of what we've heard that, man, at the Senior Bowl, the Steelers were really doing a lot of running back evaluations. Uh, could that be on the cards with, with one of the first two picks as well? I kind of dislike that. Nah, that's not true. I dislike <laughs> that a great deal. <laughs> I had thought when the Steelers were 11 or no, and I was sitting there thinking, okay, what are they going to do next year in the draft? Because your mind wanders sometimes the middle of the year. Sure. Yeah, running back sounds good. Right? Because they really didn't have a lot of weaknesses at that point. And you think, where do they? And the running back room was certainly one of those places. And that hasn't changed. They have a weak spot in the running back room. I do not expect James Conner to be back. I think Benny Snell's just a guy. No disrespect to him. They need a running back. But, like you said... They need offensive line before you can even, I think, consider having a running back back there. Uh, to me, uh, I would spend two uh, picks, two early picks on offensive line help. Uh, I know that they are always looking at the edge rusher position, and I think that that's something that they're going to need to at least fortify the depth, although we know that they believe in Highsmith, as they should. 
Um, inside linebacker, I think to me, now that I'm thinking out loud, is probably my my second need hmm. behind offensive line. Um, get somebody dynamic in there behind Devin Bush. Corner is about to get thinner, depending on how they handle the situation that we just talked about. Yep. I mean, they need they. I guess the the answer to this is, <laughs> I've rambled on about how uh, however many positions in running back to me is just not you, the one. Are you going BPA here? Well, yeah, unless it's a running back. <laughs> I mean, I mean, <laughs> well, honestly, see, see, I'm with you with the running back in the first round. I would not do it at 24, but I would I, I would mind strongly consider second. it 55. That's fine. Yeah, because that's, that's where fine. that's where you get guys like. Jonathan Taylor, like Lev Bell, right? That I think that uh, DeAndre, so like that early second round, I feel like, or just second round in general, like top fifty, top fifty-five picks, are you can get some really good running back value yeah. in that area. You you can, and I, I guess I should say Nick what they Chubb. don't need too. Yeah, Nick Chubb was there. What they don't need is a wide receiver. I think that I think that they're good there. Although <laughs> they all they all they always take one anyway, and that, that's why they've been as good as they have there. I uh, wouldn't take a wide receiver. Even safety depth is something that that you think that they would need. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's there's not a lot that they don't need. Uh, running back to me is not at the top of my priority list, even though they do need one of those two. <laughs> is it is it as easy then? Because like I've and I I never want to be. You know I think you and I have discussed this before. The easy thing to do and for for people who have jobs like you and I, right? The easiest thing to do is just speak in absolutes all the time. Right, it's it's actually easier yeah. to do that than to be nuanced in your conversation. I have been guilty, you know, ever since the season ended to the Browns, and we really started to, you know, maybe after a week of of anger and reaction and you know hindsight guessing everything. I have been firm in saying at pick twenty four, you take the best offensive lineman available, and, and maybe I'm even there more so now in the absence of Pouncey. I don't care if it's a center, I don't care if it's a tackle, I don't care if it's a guard. You take the best offensive lineman available. Yeah. Is that too, uh, to quote Coach Mike Tomlin, am I painting with too much of a broad brush to say that? No, if that's the way they want to go, I get it. I mean, because th- think about what we just talked about. I mean, David DeCastro is, is going to be the leader of the, this group this year, but he wasn't great last year. How do you feel yeah, about that, though? Quick digression. Like, it, I think it was no. pretty clear he was dealing with some injury stuff last year, right? You you willing to give him a little benefit of the doubt in that regard? Yeah, maybe, and and I do think that there was probably some mental stuff too. I mean, it really hmm. seemed like I mean, I remember a press conference that he gave when the Steelers were eleven and zero. Yeah, it just didn't seem like he was enjoying himself. Right, especially for a guy who was on a team that was eleven and zero. Right, and I think that once you lose the love, hmm. maybe it doesn't come back. Hmm. But was it because of the pandemic? Was it because who who knows? Right, so. Yeah, he's had such a great career that probably you give him the benefit of the doubt. But other than him, let's say he goes back to form, is there another guy that you absolutely trust? Because I think Dotson's going to be a really good player. I think he was whenever he did get an opportunity this year, but he's far from a sure thing. And even to Castro, if you take the best guard available, knowing that you've already got Dotson, that you're going to pencil in as a starter for the foreseeable future. I mean, if there's a guard there, well... I, I take him too, knowing DeCastro still is probably on the out. So I don't hate it. You know, absolutes, it's dangerous. I mean, what if there's a dynamic edge rusher there? What if what if there's a great inside linebacker to pair with Devin Bush? I understand, but I don't think I'd have a problem with the philosophy if they said, hey, our offensive line needs rebuilt. You win in the trenches. 
let's just get the best one. I, I, I don't think I could argue with that, no. Yeah, and they haven't taken an offensive lineman in the first round, right, since they went pouncy into Castro uh, in yep. back-to-back years, which was, geez, 2012 would have been to Castro, right? So, I mean, it's been it's been nine years. It's been almost a decade since they've taken an offensive lineman in the first round. It's, man, buddy, <laughs> listen, this is the way that it is in the National Football League, right? Like, every team has a lot of these same similar conversations, but – when you consider, I think, a lot of the high-profile retirements, you know, in Pouncey and, and Vance and just so many free agents, both unrestricted and restricted, so many priorities for the Steelers, all that happening with the unknown with the quarterback, um, all that happening with the unknown with the salary cap, it's, I mean, dude, it, it is a, there's a lot to chew on for sure, Crowman. Yes, and I love it. I mean, it's I do it's too. It makes this It makes this much more fun and, and easy. Well, it does, and then there's also, you know, we'll see what happens with Roethlisberger, but it's funny that I think from the outside that the perception is when Ben leaves that this is an era that, that flips a new leaf, right. and obviously that's the case, but, you know, there's a lot more in the air with the Pittsburgh Steelers right now that's up in the air, I should say, than just Ben Roethlisberger and whether or not he sticks around. Um, the entire offensive line is in flux, you're losing one of the two uh, edge rushers that makes up the best edge rushing duo in the National Football League yep. in all likelihood. You're losing a fan favorite in Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, you're losing another fan favorite, uh, uh, an eerie kid who beat cancer at the University of Pittsburgh and James Conner. Um, this this is the time. And, you know, a lot of times the you don't you don't luck out and and have – the opportunity to sort of rebuild on the fly just because of salary cap ramifications. And the Steelers, the, the, it's not a luxury per se, but the the roster is going to be fluid. And, and it, I'll draw an analogy. Like when Jim Rutherford took over the Penguins, he signed a lot of guys on one-year deals, the Blake Comos of the mm. world, the Steve Downies of the world. And he said, let's see what I got with this club. If those guys play well, I can bring them back. If they don't, whatever, then I'll have the ability to in- infuse some youth and some new players. Uh, based on how, how difficult the salary cap is to manage this year because of the pandemic, and that's why it is, because of the pandemic, sure. th- they're going to have an opportunity to get some new blood. And let's face it, they haven't won in 10 years. So won a championship in 10 years. So some new blood might, it's, you know, to me it's not the worst thing. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more in that regard. Uh, last one for you in terms of draft free agency questions kick around. This is the time of year, too. You know, it's it's hypothetical season. It's it's reckless speculation season as it relates to the National Football League. A lot of talk about trading up, trading down. What I want to ask you, Adam, is there any scenario where you would consider trading up from 24 for a quarterback, for a signal caller? No. Because it would be the only guy that I, I think is a sure thing is Trevor Lawrence. I like Justin Fields, but the only thing I think is a sure thing is Trevor Lawrence. And they they ain't got the capital to go do that. <laughs> I mean, there's just and, – and, and really, is it worth it to get that guy? Probably. I mean, if he is what I think he is, that I think he's Andrew Luck, I think he's a franchise quarterback, okay – but you you give up you give up so much they just yeah. don't have it. Uh, none of the other guys to me are worth it. Now, 
is there a Jordan Love where you could trade yeah, from right. the second round back in hmm. to the to the to the bottom of the first round? Or what if it, I mean it too could Adam, you know, it, it could just be moving up from 24 to 20, you know, to jump in front of a team that you think is going to take insert quarterback name here. I know that a lot of people are interested in Mac Jones and Kyle Trask. <laughs> Trey Lance. I'll speak on the first two. Mac Jones, I think, he he moves well in the pocket. And that's what I know about him. Not much else. Because, my God, the talent he was surrounded with. Um, watch the highlights. Yeah. Uh, he it's His team was... That much better than yeah, any team. Adam, I I didn't think we'd be saying this a year after Joe Burrow and Justin Jefferson and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and three offensive linemen drafted from LSU, but that Alabama offense might have been the best offense we've ever seen in college football. I just said that about LSU this time last year, but I'm saying it again about Alabama now. And the thing, the thing with me was Joe Burrow fits this modern-day mold of quarterback where, boy, he's athletic in the pocket, but he can also be athletic outside the pocket. Hmm. And I'm not sure Mac Jones is the is that guy. And I want I want that extra wrinkle in my offense. Yes, you want if the I'm Josh you want up, the Josh Allen wrinkle. Yes. If I'm gonna trade up, I want a guy who fits modern football. It doesn't mean Mac Jones can't be good, but that's one thing a defensive coordinator doesn't yes. have to worry about if you get a Mac Jones. So Adam, if you look Kyle around, Trask, if you look around the NFL, right? The guys now that still play like a Mac Jones, they're all future Hall of Famers. Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, you know, Philip Rivers until he retired, right? Like, you're right. That next wave is the Deshaun Watsons, the Patrick Mahomes, the Josh Allens, the Kyler Murrays. You know, even even a guy like Justin Herbert had five rushing touchdowns his rookie year. So it's not that you have to be Lamar Jackson, right? You just have to be, like you said, mobile and athletic in the pocket and outside of it as well. Yeah, I think so. And... I'm not going to ignore the entire history of the National Football League. I think you can win with guys Absolutely. who are drop-back passers. And I know that you're not disagreeing, but I'd rather have a guy, if I'm trading up, that can make a defense have to account sure. for anything. Or particularly and when you project the next 5-10 years of the league, right? Like It's yes. only heading more towards that direction. Right. <sighs> okay, complete hypothetical that's never going to happen. But would you Love rather... It. Would you rather? Would you rather trade up and get Trevor Lawrence, or would you rather trade for Deshaun Watson? Trade for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. I've always been big on what I know versus what I think, and what I know is Deshaun Watson's top five. Correct. what I think is Trevor Lawrence could one day be that. So give me the guy I know, even though he's a little bit older and more expensive. Yeah, but he's still also only 25, you know what I mean? So he's got a lot of football left ahead of him. Okay, so last one, then. If you're the Jacksonville Jaguars... Oh, would you man. rather have Trevor Lawrence or Deshaun Watson? If I'm, this is great. You're smart. I would go. I would go with Trevor Lawrence because you need to build the rest of your roster too because you suck. <laughs> and, and, and so to me, you use that first overall pick on the guy instead of trading it and more for Deshaun Watson, uh, and then you use the rest of your draft picks to try to build around Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. I think I. I would rather like. If for the Steelers, if they could get Watson and picks, <laughs> I, mean, that's, uh, I mean, that's outstanding, <laughs> but that's not how it works. But with Jacksonville, you already have that because you have the first pick, which turns into Lawrence, and then you have all the rest of your picks. So if I were them, I'd take Lawrence. You know, maybe I should be charging Urban Meyer 80K for this advice, but uh, yo, Uncle Urban, listen up. I'll tell you your first move, all right? 
about a month from now when free agency opens, you got like $170 million in cap space down there in Jacksonville. Go sign Trent Williams. All right, Trevor Lawrence will thank you later. You'll thank me later. Go get Trent Williams, only 31 years old, still one of the best tackles in all of football. Pay that guy. Get him from the Bay down to Jacksonville. Good weather to good weather. And uh, and have one of the best left tackles in football protecting your young quarterback from day one. That, that next piece of advice will cost you, Urban, but I'll give you that one for free. Adam Crowley, Wesley Euler with you here. Everything that we've discussed is on the table. We'll get to some of your reaction when we return here. We've had a couple tweets roll in already. Tweet now or forever hold your peace for the next, I don't know, 46 hours at underscore Adam Crowley at Wesley Euler. If you want to get in on the conversation, uh, Marquise Pouncey, free agency and draft decisions, everything is on the table. When we return here. Uh, we'll have that J.J. Watt conversation. Some news breaking today that makes it sound like J.J. could end up in the AFC North, just not with the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll discuss when we return. Adam Crowley, Wesley Euler, you're listening to the Steelers Blitz on SNR. <laughs> 